but yeah, like the trailer was just really bad. Like it, like I don't know how you fuse two things together that like they don't go together. And like, why would you do that? Like that was like so assholeyish. But like, some people actually like it. I don't understand it. I don't get why. It's like you fuse the new version of Transformers together with the Beast Wars, and it's like, why? Like, why? I understand, like, what you're trying to do is, like, just get people to watch the fucking movie, and it's like, yeah, like, that, that, that's how it works, but, like, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Even the fucking trailer, like, it was so, like, it was so baffling that I had to watch somebody explain that that was fucking jazz, the car, and I'm like, I didn't even think that was jazz. <laughs> like, how the fuck did I not know? I've been watching this shit since I was little. How the fuck did I not know? The one in the beginning? No. No. Uh. It just was, it was bad. It just was bad. Everything about it was bad. It was bad. Like, <laughs> it's bad. And, like, how the fuck is, like, RC Gen 1? Like, she's... She's part of Gen 2. What are you... Like, how did you just throw her, like, no, we're gonna throw her in Gen 1? Like... She wasn't there, Gen 1. She's Gen 2. Like, what do you... Like, I don't understand... I don't get it. And then the Maximals and Predacons have been here the whole time? Like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, yeah, like, it's great to see them. Like, from beginning, like, from the beginning of this thing being pitched, it was so weird. It was like, everything about that thing was so weird. And then to see it come together is like, okay, maybe they're gonna explain it. Nah, it's just fucking weird. It's just fucking weird. It's like, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Either you're going to do one or the other. Like, you can't do both. Like, you can't just have both and just be like, no, I'm going to have my cake and eat it too. That's not how it works. And then, like, somebody was, like, really excited. Like, yeah, like, I've been a fan of Transformers my whole life. And this is this is exactly what I wanted. I'm like, how? How are you been? How have you been a fan? And this is what you wanted. Like, nothing about this. This is like a Michael Bay fuck fest. And this isn't even Michael Bay's movie, to my remembrance. But it might be like this is so it's just so asinine. Like this is just it's just like one of those things that's like, what the fuck is going on? It's just so asinine. I, I I can't believe like this is like this is the movie that everybody's gonna be creaming over. It's like it's just bad. Like it's bad. Like you smash up a good concept you had with the first Bumblebee movie, good. Then you smash in Beast Wars, it's supposed to be good. But you just decide to smash them together. Like, nah, fuck it. We're just going to throw them together. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason. It's just a bunch of bullshit. Like, I don't get it. Like, it's just some shit that's like... And this is like, I understand I understand why people like it. Because it's like, oh my god, it's the first time we get to see Beast Wars on the live action screen. Fine. Fine. I get it. I understand. But Jesus Christ, this feels like this is a shit show. It's like a shit show. It's like a definite shit show. It, I, I don't like. I don't understand. It's like you crap two things together for no reason, and then when you try to tell people, like, listen, it's wrong. They're like, no, I love this thing. It's like the opening segment on AEW when you like try to tell them it's like <laughs> wrong. Like it's like, no, I love this thing, but it's like you're wrong because you saw something wrong like literally fucking it starts off with Moxley in a ring and he's talking shit and Hangman comes out 
And I literally heard somebody say, why did Hangman come out? What do you mean? He knocked him the fuck out. He took him out of the match. He took him out. Why the fuck would he not come out? Basically. But the best part about that was Hangman and Moxley just talking shit to each other. Moxley goes, oh, you don't want none of this. Maybe you don't remember. And and Hangman actually just punches the fuck out of Moxley. And like, it's like, Moxley probably told him, yo, you better lay that shit in. Because he looked like he fucked Moxley up with that first punch. Yeah, he did. <laughs> like, I actually thought, like, they were fighting for real for a second. But then after a while, like, they started going easy on each other. But that first punch, shit. Yeah, then at one point, it was a long hair fucking security guard. Moxley beat his ass thinking he was Eggman. <laughs> that was, was fucking, hilarious. Fucking ridiculous. It did, like... Moxley tried to jump on Hangman and fucking miss. It was it was going back and forth. Then Moxley fell off the stage, recovered, and then him and Hangman fought some more. It was like, what the fuck? Like, okay. Okay. This had to have been like the best, worst fucking brawl ever. <laughs> yes. It was like, it was so weird. It was so weird. <laughs> So then we got match of the night, probably match of the week for me, which was Brian Danielson versus Dax Hartwood. Great match. Great match. Yeah, it was a really good match. Like, really technical. Apparently you didn't like it because of the way you said that. No, I'm saying like, like, because you know me, I'm more of a high flyer type dude and whatever but like it really intrigued me like it was like really technical and all that you know like it showed like uh, um dex's wrestling skill you know what i mean like he like i said i said to you when we was watching it like he could really thrive as a single wrestler yes yeah so I, I liked it you know what i mean for someone who doesn't particularly like the style per se i liked it okay yeah so Brian won, and we'll tell you why that's relevant later. So <laughs> then, like, Dax did an interview, and Dax, like, literally said, yo, listen, next year our contract is up, and me and Cash kind of want to take a year off. And so, like, everybody's kind of trying to figure out, like, oh, my God, why are they taking a year off? And it's like, they've been working their asses off, and they kind of maybe just trying to angle like hey we want more money whatever like maybe we want to get booked more on AEW or maybe we want to go back to WWE we don't know like cause he basically said like he fucks with Triple H cause Triple H was the one who gave him a shot he like fuck like he fucks with him he fucks with Tony Khan cause Tony Khan gave him a shot too like he said he has no problem like he says he wants to take a, like a year off and like kind of reevaluate itself and reevaluate the situation and then go from there. So it's like, yeah, like I have no problem with that. Like I, I don't have no problem with that. They can go wherever the fuck they want. I'm happy for them. Yes. So we find out that next week they're gonna have the battle bowl or whatever the hell that battle thing is for the ring. And this is another thing where I don't understand how people don't get this. Ricky Starks already has a title shot, guaranteed, for winter's coming. Right? Correct? Yes. Yes, 100%. Yes. 
So Ricky Stark says, I want to go on a battle bowl. And the thing he said was like, I want to win it all. And I want to take the ring from MJF. I want to take everything from him. So people immediately go, oh, so he just wants to take the ring? That's dumb. If you win, you get a title shot. Why doesn't he want the title shot? First off, he's in a feud with MJF. That's that's perfectly normal. Him saying he wants to take everything from MJF because MJF deserves it, and like that makes sense. Like, yeah, that that's a thing. Yeah. He did not say I don't want the other title shot. He just wants to take the ring so he can make it official when he beats MJF that he taken everything from him. So I mean, that's fine. Like I have no problem with that. But people are like, what does he want the ring and not the title shot? And it's like. He never said he didn't want the title shot. This, to me, the equivalent of Edge winning the the original Money in the Bank and then later on trying to get another title shot. I want to say it was the Royal Rumble or something like that. No, it was a Gold Rush tournament. Gold Rush tournament. He was right in the Gold Rush tournament. Thank you, thank you. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he actually won the Gold Rush tournament. Oh, he did? Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think he did. Yeah, but, like, to me, this is the equivalent to that. You know what I mean? Like, he has, like, the one he already has in his back pocket, just in yes. case. And so, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. So, then we have Moxley and Hangman brawling again. They're still <laughs> in the back, and they're still fighting. They're still fighting. They're going. And it's like, okay, cool. They're fighting. What made this one funny to me is... You clearly see security guiding, uh, uh, what's his name, Adam, um, Adam Page, like out the arena, or whatever, right? But then, it's like they were guiding him to Moxley. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what happened, and they just were fighting again. <laughs> so then we get to sit down with what's left of the BBC and the Jericho Jerkoff Society. This was. Like, this was so stupid because, like, this is, like, it's not stupid because it's dumb stupid. It's stupid because they just was, like, they just was being dumb towards each other and making jokes. That's why it was stupid. It wasn't stupid as in anger. It was stupid as they were just making jokes. And it just was so dumb. Dumb fun, basically. Yes. So we get Willie Yuta basically challenging Daniel Garcia and next week, Cesaro wants to fight somebody. And then they're like, no, we're going to do a tag team match next week. All right, whatever. And it's just like, what the fuck is this so random? I think it's Jack Swagger. I mean, Jake Hagar and uh, Garcia versus Wheeler and... Um, yes. Claudio. It, it's just so random. So, officially, yesterday, they announced that they signed AR Fox. Congratulations. They signed AR Fox. About fucking time. Yes. So he faces Samoa Joe for the one of the championships the, because Samoa T- Joe calls us TNT. He called us he called himself the television the champion of television. And I agree because he has both belts, the TNT title and the television title. So it's like, yeah, no, you are the champion of television. Yeah. Until Wardlow, who just literally walked from outside because he still had his jacket on and just goes, Joe, I don't like you naming stuff. So you can't name yourself the champion of the television. I didn't like Ward Joe. But you know what? 
I'm gonna get my title back because it's Wardlow's world. It's like okay. Like I knew this match was coming, but like it's like another one of them, okay. Like, all right, that was not entertaining to me, but all right. Wardlow ain't got no business talking about like bad fucking catchphrases and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because every time he says that, I don't know if I said it in the podcast, he reminds me of fucking Elmo. Yes, she did. <laughs> so then we get another Hobbs promo where he's walking around and this is what a lot of people totally fucking miss. Like, they totally missed this last part. He was saying about changing and the last thing he did at the end of that was walk into the barbershop. A lot of people miss that of him walking into the barbershop and it's like, when they see him with a new look, they're like, Oh my god, I didn't see this coming. It's like he walked into a barbershop. Like what like what like he said he needed a new a new restart and a new version and he walks into a barbershop and it's like maybe you just don't know what a barbershop looks like because like that was clear as day. He walked right in and it's like what the fuck? Like cause my first thought as soon as he was walking towards the barbershop and I seen it, like I knew exactly what it was. I'm like Oh, he's gonna get a haircut, and then as he's saying, it was like, "Yeah, I need to reinvent myself." I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna get a haircut because he's going with his new gimmick." All right, bet. Yep. So then we get William Regal, and I say William because he's a villain, and he comes out and he says he's ready to talk, and he brings out MJF. So in the ring already, we know that it's the title because it's something under a fucking tarp. I was like, okay, cool. It's a thing. So MJF comes out. And this is, once again, one of those rare ass good but not good promos. It was good but not good at the same time. So MJF, like... This is one thing that, like, I really wish they would stop, but they won't. And I know people that, like, no, this is MJF's gimmick, but it doesn't make any sense because he keeps talking about going to WWE. He keeps talking about going to WWE. He keeps talking about going to WWE, acting like AEW is small time. If you're AEW, you're not supposed to put yourself in that position. So, like, they shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, true. And fucking MJF. Like, this is exactly what he says the reason that him and Regal got together. Regal emailed me, and Regal said, if you want to win, you got to get rid of the ring and grab the brass ring. And it's like, that's it? That's the reason? Like, there was no explanation other than that. Like, Regal emailed him and said that, and that was it. Like, there was no other, like, anything other than that. I'm like, okay, that's the reason, I guess. Like it, it was, it was stupid. Like, <laughs> I was and, baffled. And another thing that was really funny about this, and like, this is how you tell people don't fucking pay attention to a lot of shit. One of the first things he mentioned when he was talking about himself and the title and talking about being this guy, he said something about Brian Danielson like he literally said it in like the first five sentences and nobody nobody fucking caught that it was like it just went past him because they were all fucking 
on what the belt was and what was going on, they totally missed that little line he threw out about Brian Danielson. Just like, like okay. And I, I noticed it, but I didn't think it's gonna escalate quickly. But go ahead. Yeah, I no, I I knew this was like, cause like soon as he said it, cause in my mind as he was walking down the ring, I'm like, who's the challenger for full gear? And when he said his name, I'm like, oh, that's the challenger for full gear or yeah. Revolution, whatever the paper is. I'm like, yeah, that's it. So then he says, well, there's a new title. He's like, because this title is crap, and he threw the old AEW title in the trash when he brings out the new version of the AEW title, which I already fucking thought of as soon as he said he was going to throw it in the trash. I'm like, he's got a different version, but it's in Burberry because that's what his bitch ass wears. And that's what happened. The BBB, the big Burberry belt. And I'm like, "Eh, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. You look like baby puke. It's it's disgusting. Like Burberry is like, I know somebody's gonna be like, you're uncultured. No, I'm not uncultured. I'm I'm actually cultured. Burberry is not good. Burberry has not been. Burberry is not good, and it hasn't been good for a long time. <laughs> like, if you're just like, oh yes, it is. Like, no, you're just an East Coast idiot that just thinks that Burberry is good. Everywhere else in the country is like, nah, it ain't good. It ain't good. So he gets the belt and then he goes behind Regal and he puts the knuckles on. I saw him put the knuckles on. I was like, he's going to fuck Regal up. I and didn't notice put, it. <laughs> yeah, he puts the knuckles on and he punches Regal in the back of the neck. Regal goes down. And everybody's like, oh my God, Regal's down. Regal's dead. Oh my God. He's spitting up blood. Guys, come out here and. Brian Danielson sprints down to the ring, one boot on and check on Regal, like, oh my god, my friend Regal. And the funny part was a lot of people totally fucking missed that last week. Brian was the one who was saving Regal from getting his ass kicked from Moxley. It was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And the funny part was people like this was like I love that AEW did this when Moxley and Hangman were having a fight they took Moxley out of the picture because Moxley was gone so now it's like okay Moxley's out of the building he's gone so he can't come help Regal so Brian Danielson did it's like oh all of that made sense basically because it would have been Mox it would have been Mox so immediately once again everybody is like is this Regal's swan song? And the answer is... Maybe. 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 Because last week... Last week when he did the thing and everybody was like, oh, Moxley told him to leave. Maybe to go to WWE. Even I said it on the podcast. Like... I kind of thought he would tell him to go to WWE, but that's wrong. <laughs> and then we saw Triple H tweet out the war games with Regal. He said it wouldn't be right without Regal. And I I said to Renegade, I said, that, that's not, something's wrong here. I said, something's wrong. I literally said that. I was like, something's wrong. Like, that's not supposed to happen. Like, that was, that's that not was supposed off. to happen. <laughs> yeah, it was like, something was off. 
and throughout the day, I found out that, yeah, that's something that was off was Regal's trying to get out of his contract to go back to WWE. I'm like, oh, that what was that's what was off. And as the week progressed, we got more and more and more in story. So him getting knocked out and damn near killed kind of felt like a solidification to a lot of people. But I'm not going to say it is because he still has time left on his contract. Which, how much time is left on his contract? I'm kind of hearing to January. Okay. So, yeah, and like there's 100% he's going to WWE. And there's a lot of people like, wait a minute, but maybe he had he signed a three-year contract. Oh my God, he signed a three-year contract. It's like, I don't think Regal signed a three-year contract. He's just, uh, he's not a talent. Like, Regal's not a talent. He's just an on-air personality. So I don't think he signed the actual performer deal, which performance deal are three to five years. So if he signed a regular on-air talent deal, this a one-year deal, I know people are like, wait a minute, but he hasn't been there a whole year. Yeah, well, maybe he can fudge the numbers because, like, I've been hearing he's gone. Like, he's gone, gone. Like, it's over. Like, this is, like, this is the way to write him out from a lot of credible people that's like, yeah, he's gone. So... I'm I'm okay with it. Me too. Like this is like the perfect way to write him out. Yeah. Especially how mad the commentators were and all that. Like yeah, even Taz. So Yeah, and then it puts heat on fucking MJF. Mm-hmm. So now the Brian Danielson story of MJF has heat because he killed off Regal. Yep. So then we have Ricky Starks versus Ari Davari. He beats the shit out of Ari Davari, but before he beats the shit out of Ari Davari, Ego Page and Stokely Hathaway come out and Matt Hardy walks out and says, delete, delete, and like, Stokely's like, get your dumbass back there. And Ego tells Starks that he's gonna beat him in the battle royal, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And I do want to mention one thing about Stokely Hathaway. He was on Brene Paquette's podcast, and he said he got really fucking depressed, like, when he was working in WWE. And he didn't say, like, directly it was because of being in WWE. He kind of was alluding to the fact that he got really depressed because he didn't feel like he was doing enough and stuff was going on with him so he checked himself into a mental institution and he said he was in there for like almost a week and was like yo I'm not crazy I just was beating myself up for no reason and he checked himself out so I mean that was on them not on him yeah so yeah so I'm glad that he's mentally okay I'm glad that he's doing good so yeah. Yeah, for him. So then we had Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, and Breba. And this was so odd. Like, this was so odd because they mentioned Soraya is going to have a sit down on Rampage. So Jamie says, 
I want to have a sit down. I want to have a sit down next week. It's like, what? Like, why? Like, I didn't understand. Like, I didn't understand any of that. She's like, I want to have a sit down next week. But why? Like, because Soraya's having one? I'm confused. You ask me, I'd rather have a sit down than a match. It's less, less fucking, like, competitive. So you just sit down and answer questions. Fuck it. Yeah, but the thing is, like, she only wanted to do it because Soraya was doing it. It's like, yeah, I want to do it, too. And it's like, <laughs> why? Like, there's no reason for that. You're like, you're the champ. You can do whatever you want. Why do that? When's the last time she had a fucking, like, sit down, though? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, like, I'm just, I was just so baffled. It was so weird, but I'm just like so baffled. But it's it's okay. <laughs> so then we get friend of the show Willow Nightingale on Dynamite finally versus Anna Jad. Yes. And so she's Anna Jazz. No, it's AS. It's just pronounced AS. <laughs> Anna Jazz. <laughs> that's a, that's her name, Anna Jazz. So she gets like she's in this match and like she's going against Willow and Willow beats her. Willow gets the one, two, three on Dynamite. Awesome. So then Anna and Tay Mello decide, hey, we're gonna complain and do stuff. And then Ruby Soho shows up and beats the hell out of Mello. Tay Mello. And a lot of people are like, hey, why did Ruby beat her ass? And it's like, she took Ruby out, dumbasses. Why do you people ask dumbass questions? Not even fake took her out. She took her out for real, for real. Yes. So then we get the House of Black saying they're coming back. And they didn't say exactly who they're after. They didn't say they're coming back. So then we get fucking no, no, but you can't neglect what you what you told me, what you noticed though. What? How they said that someone's like numbers are going to go like deplete and theirs are going to grow, something to that along those lines. So it sounded like they were going to have a new new member. I heard it too, but you pointed it out to me. Yes. So I don't know who the member is, and well, Jack said something on Twitter because like they posted hey House of Black is having a revival and Dex is like revival? <laughs> question mark? And it's like okay. <laughs> okay. So then we get QT Marshall and QT Marshall is standing in front of Orange Cassidy and he's looking at Orange and he's like yo he's like yo I want to do Orange Cassidy Okay. Wait, I didn't ask you. I want to have a lumberjack match against you. Okay. For the title. Okay. But he's like, I didn't finish. He's like, yeah, okay. Like, we'll do the match. It's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you just accepted all of that. He never said if it was for him, fucking Conorado, the new guy. <laughs> like, he didn't say who it was for. He just said, fuck it, I accept. Like, that's the funny thing about Orange Cassidy with the championship, just basically throwing himself at like challengers, like, ha, take this. 
the fuck are you doing? Stop. No, fucking take it. All right, fuck it. We'll, we'll take it. For someone who never won a title before in this company and really desperately wanted a fucking title, he acts like he doesn't want that title. <laughs> exactly. So then we had a celebration. I am going to redact words, but Jay Cargill was basically saying, hey, listen, you guys stop fucking hanging around Kira Hogan. And they was like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, what? Like, if you a baddie, you gotta be a baddie for life. And they're like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Huh? Like, like you can see their faces. Their faces is like, their faces being red velvet and like um, Layla Gray. They were both like, huh? kind of like, huh? like, yeah. And then, for some reason, Bow Wow comes on screen and goes, I'm getting off a tour. And Jade, I'm going to see you soon. And like, immediately we're like, oh, he's going to bring somebody. And like, half of the people was like, oh, he's going to bring his cousin. And I know people are like, who the fuck is his cousin? Through osmosis like he is related to Snoop or it says he's related to Snoop and Snoop is related to Sasha so they're like oh it's gonna be Sasha it's gonna be Sasha and I'm like I'm just like going along with it like the joke's like yeah but like in my mind it's like no it's gonna be Kira Hogan like that's who it's gonna be I see that too yes so then we get the acclaim with daddy ass and for some odd ass reason, it was like the dumbest, funniest thing. They like, we're gonna challenge the number one tag team. And Daddy Ass is like, you're the number one tag team. <laughs> they were so stupefied that they didn't know what else to say. They were like, we're gonna challenge the number two tag team. Okay. I was like, all right, they didn't well, that was weird. They didn't take that out of way though. <laughs> Not at all. So then we get the next match in the fucking trio series of the Death Triangle versus the Elite. And it ends because Penta and Pac want to use the hammer. Phoenix is like, I don't want to use the hammer. Pac still has a broken nose. His face gets busted over Matt Jackson's knee when he tries to go for the fucking Black Arrow. One, two, three. The Elite win. So now it's 2-1. Okay. They're catching up. Yeah, we knew they, they were going to catch up, but like, it is worse. Kind of wish it was like a huge lead before, you know, they caught up. Yeah, I, I would have, like, I would have act like one more and then have the Elite win their first one. Yeah. Yeah. So that was AEW Dynamite. On to the next thing. Okay, so I don't know why they did it again. Like, I have no fucking idea why they did it again. And, like, I literally seen it and was like, ah, you know, it's kind of old people and like I guess this will work and then like 
every five seconds they were switching the space back to normal and it's like oh I get it that's why it's called the dial of disaster whatever the fuck it's called because it's time switching that's why the Indiana Jones and the dial disaster it's like because he's gonna be going back and forth in time the only part that like fucking popped me at the end of it was like he pulled out the whip and like just start whipping people and it was like motherfucker we got guns oh guns exist yep that I that I understand. That was actually funny. And like I didn't watch that trailer yet. <laughs> like I don't know, like I don't know why like the bring back old people was like a thing. Cause it's like, no, we are gonna do this and make it like a thing. And it's so it's like, all right. I mean, that's what NXT did. They brought back a bunch of old people to like critique <laughs> a bunch of people for no reason. It's like, oh, okay, that's that's weird like that was weird because like they kept saying oh we're bringing back molly holly which is like very beautiful and we're bringing back medusa which is also beautiful and then we're bringing back x-pac it's like okay and road dog and they're gonna talk with Shawn michaels i swear he's gonna say they're beautiful too (laughs) i mean x-pac is beautiful But, like, they're supposed to be like, oh, we're going to talk about the five people who are in this five thing. <laughs> Deadline. All right, cool. So, it starts off with Roxanne Perez versus Indy Hartwell. And so, the whole match, I'm like, oh, Indy's going to beat Roxanne. Indy's going to beat Roxanne because Indy needs this. Indy needs this, right? No, Indy lost. Roxanne. Oh, okay. That was weird. Like, I, I kind of thought Indy was going to win, too. Yeah, because it felt like, like, that's what it felt like the whole thing was like, oh, yeah, Indy's going to win. So, then we get Chase U thing. It's Andre Chase and Duke Hudson and Thea Hill. And Grayson Waller shows up and was like, hey, is this guy still with you? Like, I thought he was going to leave. What's happening here? And it's like, dude, like, why are you blowing up his cover? And he's like, oh, fuck him. So they're going to wind up fighting later. I'm like, okay. Then we get the day review, dude, of Dijak. Yeah. Okay. I think it was a debut because he he's never been Dijak on here. But we know who he is, and they like alluded <laughs> to who he was. Yeah, yeah. He's been so everything he, but Dijak. Yeah, he faces Dante Chin, who's returning from leveling up a little bit. He leveled well, he down after this match. Yeah, he didn't do much <laughs> of that. Dijak beat the shit out of him and killed him off and. Then he cuts a promo and like he literally goes, I just wanted to prove a point to Wesley. I'm not even after that title. I'm after all titles. And it's like, what? Like, like that doesn't make any sense. Like you just you basically said that you were after one title by challenging this one guy. He's like, no, I'm after all titles. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, that like that was the only thing that I hated about this whole thing was like, the fuck are you talking about? He wants all titles. <laughs> it was weird. So then we get a backstage thing with Diamond Mine, 
and J.D. McDonough. So J.D. McDonough talking to Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley, and he's telling them about like pressure points to hit and shit like that. And Julius and Brutus come in and they're like, "Yo, get the fuck out of our place!" And he's like, "Dude, I was just talking to them about stuff." And then he then he says, "Listen, I don't think you guys should go after Embiid." And they're like, you don't tell us what to do. We're going to fuck them up. Fuck you. And then he's like, even Ivy agrees. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going after them. And he's like, and Ivy literally is still pissed off. She's like, why the fuck won't you listen? It's so stupid. They're going to die. They are. So then we get the Hall of Fame panel. And they're talking about who's going to be in the men's like Iron Survivor Challenge. This is the literal weirdest fucking thing because they go over all of these names and they, nothing gets accomplished. Nothing gets accomplished. They even throw out Tony D'Angelo's name and they go, you know what? I don't know if he's ready to be in the match. So we're going to not put him in. And it's like, dude, why did you bring him up? It was so many. It was like they went from about five names to 20 names. And it's like, you never said who was in it. And he just went to the next thing. And it's like, nothing was accomplished. Like, <laughs> like I literally yelled at the screen. It was like, nothing was accomplished here. What happened? Manny, this was only the men's one. Yes. And it was like, what the fuck? I'm like, why? Like, it just was so baffling. So then we get Grayson Waller. It comes down to the ring because he's going to take on Andre Tice. And it's like, okay. But it was weird. It was weird because he didn't take on Chase. He wound up taking on um, Duke Hudson. So they're having a match and it's like, okay, yeah. And once again, like this is starting to piss me off. Like every time that fucking Chase you loses, it's because something fucking happens to Thea Hale. And it's like, that's the new trope. Like, something happens with Thea Hale, and they go to check on her, and they fucking lose. Like, it's insane. Like, they need to even stop bringing her out there, or stop fucking checking on her. Just let her die every now and then. She's gonna be their downfall. Watch. Yup. So, then we get Big Body Javi. And Javi is starting to sell shit. He fucking sells a bat. He sells a pillow. He sells cologne. And at this point, Mackenzie Mitchell is so pissed off. She's like, yo, you shit snakes. Everything about you snakes. Like, you're bad. You're just a fucking bad person. And leaves. <laughs> so then Axiom appears. Ah! And Axiom's here. And he's like, haha, I'm here. Face me. Okay. Yes, because he has on green. <laughs> so then we have Fallon Henley versus Kiana James. And this is for them to buy out the bar match. She's finally done with this. She's done with this. And I ain't, I ain't having no more. I'm going to beat your ass. And Kiana James beats her. She beats Fallon Henley. It's like, oh, okay. 
I thought it would be much more like she cheats or something, but like, nah, she beat her clean. She bite that bar? Yeah. And we got Malik Blade in the back, and he's looking at that, that sweater. He's like, he ripped my daddy's sweater. I'm going to beat your ass, Von Wagner, later on. This is the part where I literally yelled, because I'm like, you had a different sweater the week before. Yeah, but it's <laughs> one of his daddy's sweaters. You have like 20 of them. So then we get to the back and we have another Hall of Fame panel for the women. And once again, nothing gets fucking accomplished. I swear to God, this was the most useless thing ever. The only thing that got accomplished was like, they were like, oh, Indy Hartwell's not ready. Like, what? Like, it, nothing got accomplished here. It was so random. None of that helped. Like, Sean, Sean should have just put pick name out of hats at that point. Right? So, then we get the TikTok Toxic Tag Team. They're coming to the ring. And then here comes Nikita Lyons. And she gets attacked by herself. I mean, no, that's Zoe Starks. Zoe Starks attacks Nikita Lyons. What the fuck? Because <laughs> they're both blonde. It's like, oh, it's, wait, she attacked herself? What the hell? I thought so, you would have said more so saw Rocco, however you say her name, because she looks, she favors more of um, what you call it, Nikita. Um, yeah, she does. But like, Zoe Beer attacked her, broke her leg, or injured her leg. So now they have to stop the match and start over. So here we go. We get a promo for. Lyra Valkyrie, which is Ava Valkyrie from NXT UK, which when I saw the fucking feather was like, oh, that's her. And like, it was so random. It was like, and the funny part, like no one fucking even saw the feather. And then when they saw her show up, they're like, oh my God, that's the girl from NXT UK. And I'm like, the feather from weeks ago, the feather. Why didn't no one, I brought up the feather. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but she's here, and like she is, she's a great addition to the women's division. She's really good. I think I've only seen her wrestle once, so like I don't remember, but I take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, she's really fucking awesome. So then we get Electra Lopez, and she's saying, "Yo, I'm here to beat everybody's ass. I'm back and better." I'm La Madrina. And it's like, okay. I guess that's the way she's going with her new gimmick. I don't know. But, like, she's back and she's ready to beat everybody's ass. All right. On level up. Okay. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so then we get Axiom versus Javier Bordeaux. And, of course, Axiom beats Javier. So... Let me get Nikita Lyons, and she's like, yo, I could go. I'm going to go. I'm going to wrestle. Ow, my leg still hurts, but I'm going to wrestle. Ow, I'm going to wrestle. Ow. <laughs> That's basically the way it went, yeah. So then we get Pretty Deadly, and next week they're going to do a Pretty Deadly Christmas special or something in that sort. Yes, boy. And I'm just trying to figure out who the fuck their tag team challenge is going to be. We'll find out next week. 
I mean, we have to. And like every other tag team is like kind of like into something. So like it has to be some random tag team that we never saw coming. Yeah. And it's gonna be like, what the fuck, these guys? So Gallus? I mean, it could be. I'm fine with that. Yeah. So then we had the real Jericho jerk off society because we had Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews eating breakfast together, talking about how cool each other are for no fucking reason. <laughs> this pissed you off real bad. It was funny. It's like, yeah, buddy, you're cool. You're cool too. You're a great champion. You're also going to be a great champion one day, but not when you beat me. Ha ha ha. Yeah, I might not beat you. Yeah, because you're so awesome. You're awesome too, buddy. Don't put yourself down. I was like, oh my God, just shoot me. Fucking shoot me. It was so bad. Yeah. Except what the fuck. (laughs) So then they had J.D. McDonough versus Julius. And they're wrestling, and Julius is fucking J.D. McDonough up. And at one point, like, dude. Indu Shearer gets in by accident because J.D. McDonough is trying to hit Julius with a chair and Veer's like, no, you're going to hit me with the chair and not him. Okay, well, that saved somebody. All right, but Then he turned around like, I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) Yeah, and then Julius won by count out because J.D. McDonough ran off. Yep. So then we get Elba Fire, and she's like, I don't like witches, and I'm going to kill you, Isladon. Okay. So then we get Cole Carter. Wait, that's the guy in the other show. We get Stacks <laughs> telling Tony D'Angelo, listen, here goes Dijak. And he's like, Dijak, you stay fuck away from Wesley, because I want Wesley. Or maybe we could work something out. And Dijak goes, maybe we can. I'm like, what the fuck did he just like buy Dijak off? What the fuck is happening here? I'm so confused. Dijak was kind of pissed off at him though. So then we get Von Wagner versus Malik. And so you think like Malik is gonna kick Von's ass. He beats him up for like a good three seconds, and then Von just just, just destroys him. Just fucking murders the shit out of his kid. Yep. And then Odyssey Jones comes out because, like, now it's going to be Odyssey versus Von Wagner because I guess that's where it goes to big men match. I guess. Whatever. That made more sense. Yes. So finally, Sean made a decision for the men's Iron Survivor and he's picked Mello, JD McDonough, Grayson Waller, and uh, what is this goddamn Joe Gacy? And it's like, okay, cool. That's Great four, four picks. Yeah, and I'm like, that's four people, Sean. Where's the fifth one? And Sean says, well, the fifth one will be in a triple threat match next week. And we find out who the fifth person is. Okay, cool. So then he's like, here's the women. Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, Zoe Starks, and Kiana James. Okay, you're still missing one. Maybe these, these old people forgot how to count. Because, like, there's still one person missing. Like, 
Yeah, well, it, you'll find out who it is next week. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, they kind of pissed me off because it's like, y'all had all fucking show to make up who the fuck was going to be in this and nobody fucking just like, no, nah, it's this person. It's like, why is it this one missing person? Like, why? why? Because that pissed me off. That pissed me off really bad. They want to like keep the excitement in it, but like it's kind of obvious who's gonna win those matches. Yeah, because the men's one is Von Wagner, Oxium, and Andre Chase. So we're pretty sure that Von Wagner's winning this thing, right? Pretty much, yeah. So yeah, because I was thinking the same thing. And then the women's one is Fallon Henley, Wendy Chu, and Indy Hartwell. And we're also pretty sure that it's gonna be. Indy winning that one, right? Yeah, I'm actually happy about that one. So yeah. So then we have the six man we were supposed to have before, which is Toxic Destruction and versus the TikTok Toxic Tag Team and the Keta Lions. Now the Keta Lions is out there. She keeps holding her leg. She keeps holding her leg, and she does the most randomest, weirdest fucking thing. Like this is literally. This is literally will live with her forever on the internet because it was the dumbest fucking thing. I swear. And people, like, and the people who are like, that didn't make any sense. It's, it didn't. It didn't. I'm not even going to justify it. It's the dumbest fucking thing. Because you know her spinning leg move. She does a kick where she goes, bow, and she jumps, like, she jumps, spin, kicks you. She did that with no legs and just fell on the floor because her knee was hurting. And it was like, why would you even do that? It's so dumb. And like, she did it. It looked so random. It was like, yeah. And everybody's like, what the fuck was that? Like, it, bitch, my knee hurt. Ow. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. <laughs> like, a normal fucking person would have did it the other side. And yeah. like, yeah. But like, this one was like, no, I'm just going to pretend like, and just like spin in the air and it's like what it was so random like this she will never live this down the rest of her whole entire wrestling career she will never live this down it's also, over also with her wrestling like her like martial arts skills she could have done something else like a back fist or something it didn't have to be the kick exactly but it was like what, what the fuck was that it was so damn random it was like what the fuck was that but you know, toxic distraction gets the win, and it's like, okay, they got the win. They're they're going on because they're going to wind up fighting for the tag team championship. And Zoe starts is in the bird's nest, looking at the key to lines like, ha ha, yeah, I got you, ha ha, yeah, me and you, we're going to fight one day, but not soon because like the pay per view is next week. So ha ha, we're going to fight eventually, yeah. They fight it next week. <laughs> <laughs> they probably will. They probably will. So yeah, that was uh NXT. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a a thing. I mean so I guess we can go on to Mario! Mario Trailer number two came out. It was a lot better and almost made me like the movie. Except for Chris Pratt. Everything is nice except for Chris Pratt. Why is Chris Pratt so bad? He did have the one good line, though. One good line. No. 
I'm not even gonna give him that one good line. Fucking Princess Peach. Like, she made me fucking love Princess Peach, and I'm not a huge fan of Princess Peach. Like, oh, wow, like, she's a badass. And I love how, I love this one, because, like, people are so dumb. They're like, oh, my God, they're going woke, and they're making the princess a badass. I'm like, tell me you never played a Mario game without telling me you never played a Mario game. Because, like, anybody that ever played Mario 2, Super Mario 2, the princess was playable, and you can beat the game as the fucking princess. And she was kind of fucking badass. I didn't Luigi. She was the best character in the game. Exactly. Exactly. She's even in fucking Smash Bros. Like, you can't tell me that, like, oh my god, they made her a fighter now. Oh my god. Like, you're trying to go to the woke people. It's like, okay, <laughs> you're an idiot. And then another one. Look, they have rainbows. They're trying to make you people gay. And it's like, once again, tell me you've never played a Mario game, but I'll tell me you never played a Mario game. That's Rainbow Road. That is one of the most iconic fucking roads on fucking Mario Kart. How fucking stupid are you? I've never played a Mario Kart game in my life, and I've even heard of that level. <laughs> people are so fucking stupid that they want to cry and bitch about something and they don't even know what to bitch about. When they start bitching about shit, they're like, oh, we're going to bitch about this. And it's like, you're stupid because you're bitching about something that's not real. Fucking dumbasses. I'm going to do it for no reason. You know, they bitch for no reason. That's basically it. Well, that's, that's basically what people do with Monday Night Raw, which was actually good this year. Yeah, I agree. So the MILF walks out to the building because she's back as the MILF and she's there and she walks up the steps and she goes and she's like, I am a MILF of the people. So she goes out and she meets people and she's like, yeah, yeah, you, you, and you, buddy, you with the X-Men shirt. Now, now, a lot of people just like totally... Like, and the dude with the X-Men shirt actually posted a fucking nice meme with the Wolverine meme and, like, him and Becky, which was, like, kind of cute. But the funny part was, like, nobody else picked up on that except for me. And I was like, hmm, why did you mention X-Men? Like, what made you say that? Like, what? why was that a thing? Like, I know he had an X-Men shirt on and, like, you couldn't tell unless you looked at it really closely. What made you say that, Becky? What made you say that? She likes the X-Men? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't think that's the only thing because, like, she could be an X-Men. And I know people are like, oh, we don't know what character she could play. She could play any character. She could play anybody. Or who the fuck could she play? I mean, you know, there's a lot of things you could do. I mean, I wouldn't recommend her doing a full American accent, but I would recommend her doing her own accent. And I know people are like, what the fuck? Like, there's no X-Men that are that. And it's like, well, obviously, since you don't know Mario, you don't know X-Men. X-Men are very multifaceted, and they are very expanded across the world. I mean, 
She could be Myra. She could be Bungie. She could be anybody. She could even be Jean Grey. She could be whoever she is. But I mean, you never know. She she could even be anybody else in the Marvel Universe. Who knows? Just, just a thing. But I digress. So she's out there talking and then she gets attacked by Damn it, control. Here's the funny part, right? Mm-hmm. He gets attacked by damn it, control. And this is the funniest thing that I laugh about with a lot of people totally fucking miss this. So here's what a lot of people said. Damn it, control comes out and they're like, oh my God, I heard that Il Shirai had a neck brace on backstage. It's like, what? The fuck? Like, <laughs> Did you guys not watch that segment? And like, no one watched that opening segment, I guess, because Eo had a fucking neck brace on. Yeah, she has a lot of hair. She had a fucking neck brace on while she's getting her ass beat by the milk. And it's yeah. like, what the? It's like, how did y'all see that? Like, no, she was walking around with it backstage. I didn't see it when she was out there. And I'm looking like, are you people dumb? Like, are you people dumb or blind? Like, must be blind and dumb. Because she had it on the whole time. Yes. Fucking idiots. So, they had a brawl. And they brawled to the merch stand. And they're beating each other up with merch. Fucking each other up with merch. And hitting people with signs. And fucking each other up. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, it, it, felt, an old, it felt like an old school fight. And I liked it. Yeah. So then we had the dummy mommy. I mean, Dom and his mommy, not, not the dummy mommy, but she could be. I'm okay Rhea. with the first one. <laughs> Rhea versus Mechan, Mia Yim. So Rhea and Mia are fighting for the name of the Aya name. <laughs> so. <laughs> What if that actually was a thing? That would be hilarious. So, the OC and the Judgment Day get into it, and it causes a disqualification, and they go, fuck it, eight men. Huh? Eight person. Oh! So, it's just a fucking eight person match. This match just goes, like, it goes, like, it goes fucking hard, because, like, Mi-Chan and Rhea both attack the men, it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's legal now. At like, one point, no, Meechin body slams fucking Finn. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. And nobody hit the women, so that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Because nobody hit the women. But Rhea gets the pin on Meechin when she hits her with the riptide. So then we get the return of the street profits because they're up and they wanted the sheesh because the Alpha Academy came out of nowhere just to shoosh them which led to a tag team match and it's like okay cool that's the tag team match holla player yes so then the bloodline comes out and the Bloodline are happy and excited. They're all happy and excited, except for Solo, who's not happy and excited. He's just normal. Jay Uso hugs Sammy. 
and they all hugged and Solo standing there with his arms crossed and all three of them are trying to get Solo to hug him and Solo slowly puts his arms down he's looking he's looking he gets he he looks like he's about to do it but then Kevin Owens music hits right as he was about to hug him god damn it Kevin you ruined it you ruined it <laughs> and speaking of Kevin ruining things this is a this is a thing so Apparently, Kevin Owens slapped the shit out of Roman Reigns so hard he, quote-unquote, busted his eardrum. And Roman was angry about it. was like, it was an unplanned spot. You hit me too hard. And Roman was a little bit pissed off. Now, people are like, oh, my God, like, that's that's really bad. And it's like, no, because he he was pissed off and he just, like, was fine with it afterwards. He just was in the heat of the moment. It was like, you fucking hit me too hard. What's wrong with you, Kevin? It was like, listen, man, like, I, I know I yelled at you, but like, yeah, you, you hit me too hard, it's over, whatever. And just moved on. And just moved on, and everybody was like, oh my god, like, they were going to fight. And it was like, no one was going to fight. Roman was just mad and yelling because he got hurt. And he didn't expect it. It's fine. I mean, anybody would be mad. So, not a yeah. deal. So, Kevin says to Sammy, he was like, Sammy, I'm not out here for you. I, listen, I want nothing to do with you. I don't want to see you. I don't want to ride with you. I don't want to be friends with you. I don't want to team with you. Why did you say you didn't want to team with him, Kevin? Why would that be one thing out of everything to say, I don't want to team with you? And you can see Sammy's face slowly, divisibly turn into, oh no, my friend hates me now. Fuck. But, like, he was like, I don't care, because I got my bloodline. I got my brothers. And he's like, Kevin told him, was like, they're not your family. It's okay. And he just says he wants nothing to do with Sammy. And then Man of Uso goes, well, I want something to do with you. So Jay Uso challenges Kevin Owens to a match later on, technically in the main event. Yeah, he was defending um, Sammy for once, so that that was a good thing. Yes, and it's kind of weird. Right? So, then we get Candice LeRae, and she's coming down to wherever, and she meets Kathy Kelly, but in the back, a lot of people totally missed this. Nikki Cross was looking at Candice, so, hmm, that can be a thing later on. Nikki versus Candice. Okay, yeah. I'm here for it. Yes. So we have the Street Profits doing the thing that they shouldn't have did in January 2020 when they went into the crowd again and just walked around in the crowd and had fun. Like, hey, crowd, hey, baby. And then they got in the ring. And I'm like, that's that's how this thing started last time, guys. Why don't you do it again? Like, nah, we're fine. We're fine. They want the smoke. Yeah, they want something else. <laughs> so then we get Riddle and Elias. And they're in the back. And they're talking. And they say something about the tag team titles. And the Usos are like, hey, we right here. How about next week we take you two more for the tag titles? What's up? And they're like, all right. Cool. Like, all right. <laughs> That's what I said. It was like, all right. 
like I basically shrugged as you said that like like anybody can see me on this podcast. <laughs> so then we get to the Street Profits in the Alpha Academy, and they had a really good match, which no surprise there. And once again, Dawkins goes out of his way to remind everybody. Montez is not the only one that's good in this damn show. Yeah, basically, like he shined. Yes. So the Street Profits get the dub, their return. They're happy about it. Congratulations, they're back. Mm-hmm. So, wow, why did you woohoo them? <laughs> <laughs> so then we get theory. Theory's talking about, yeah, I won a title. And I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm whatever. And then Seth Rollins comes out wearing a very see-through thing where people was like, that's lingerie. If that is what you consider lingerie, you need to be institutionalized. Because that is an actual outfit that many people have worn. And people are weirded out that he wore it. But I see nothing like fucking fashion is genderless. You don't have to wear whatever. You wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. I actually think I have a similar top. See? (laughs) And Seth Rollins proceeded to fuck with Theory by calling him boy. And he keeps calling him kid and boy and kid. And it's pissing Theory off. Because Theory is like, I'm a man. I'm a man now, Dad. I'm a man. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> and he was so angry. And Seth got under his skin. But yeah, like that's the good part about Seth. Seth could get under anybody's skin. And that's going to be a feud again whenever it happens. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm... I don't really care. It's, it is what it is. It's like, eh, who cares? Like, he needs challengers, so why not be Seth? He's the former champion after all, so fuck it. Yeah, because he, need, he needs his win back, honestly. So it's yeah. like, eh. I'm like, I'm not too mad about it. It, it is what it is. Yep. So then we get the Miz. And Miz has a bag of money. Louis Vuitton bag of money. Like, yeah, I'm going to give this to Dexter Lumis. Because my hand is still hurt. Look, see? And Pierce comes up and is like, dog, that's the wrong hand. No, it's not. It's the right hand. He's like, it was the other hand. Damn it. And he's he's like, miss, if you don't get your ass out there and wrestle, I'm going to fucking fire you. Shit. So Miz and Dexter Lumas have this match. He's still trying to pay Loomis off. And Loomis is like, no, I don't want the money. He hits him with the fucking brick, and he's like, no, nah, I'm going to get up and go. So Loomis winds up winning. It was a weird match, a fucking no DQ, whatever the fuck match, and Loomis wins. And then Loomis just throws the money to the crowd. Hey, here has, here has $100. Here's another $100. Hey, here's money. Hey, kid, you take some money, too. Ha <laughs> ha. Money, money, money. Apparently, yeah, it was real yeah. money, too. Yeah, it was. And it's like, okay, well, that's fine. Also, Dexter Loomis is now signed to WWE. Yeah. And 
Johnny Gargano helped make sure that the money stayed in the hands of the kids. Good for Johnny. Good guy, Johnny. Yes. So then we had the Kodakai versus Candice Lire. And this was another great match with Candice Lire. Uh, did she win? She did win. Yeah, Candice Lire yeah. won. Yeah, because like she did her top rope move. The Miss Lerae's Wild Ride. That one, yeah. So, yeah, like Candace wins. And the best part about Candace winning is now Quill is signed to WWE because Triple H pointed at him. So he's now signed. Quill is her son, by the way, for those of you that don't know. <laughs> yeah. So then we have an interview with Bianca and Asuka and Alexa and Alexa is not paying attention Alexa's just looking off in the distance Bray Wyatt behind her but she's not paying attention never Bray Wyatt thing she's not paying attention and they say Alexa what do you think oh yeah whatever they said Bray Wyatt and so this automatically has everybody thinking Alexa is going to challenge Bianca for the Raw Women's Title at Royal Rumble, which I'm totally okay with. I'm totally okay with. I'm okay with that, but mm-hmm. right, what? Uh-huh. I think this Bray Wyatt thing is a red herring. I I'm gonna say I don't. I'm not going to say I don't because I feel like she is going to slip back into the darkness. With him though? She might. She might. Like I'm like I'm saying, I don't know because it could turn out. She's just, I'm back into the darkness because I love being dark. Then she winds up meeting Bray Wyatt again and like, ha ha. I really was with my friend, but it just took some time to get darker with him. Ha ha. Ha ha. Got you. So, like, yeah, I'm not ruling it out, but she is going dark. She is going to be dark Alexa. Okay. And I know people are already thinking in their heads with their hands together, like, ooh, that means he's bringing back those. If they do those backstage segments, we're, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. Okay? <laughs> Just know. It's coming. So, then we get to the main event. Main event, Jay Uso versus Kevin Owens. This match was also a banger. And Kevin got super kicked so many goddamn times, I did not know if Kevin knew his own name. That's how many times he got super kicked. Well, he knew like, his first name, at least. <laughs> he got super kicked so many times, he thought he was in AEW. That's how many times he got super <laughs> But he winds up hitting a stunner, one, two, three. Jay Uso loses to Kevin Owens, and Kevin runs out. So, automatically, everybody is going. Kevin Owens is going to face Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble, and I'm just like, no, no. And so everybody, everybody's like, no, it has to because like that's where the story goes. And it's like, do y'all not know that? Toronto, where Montreal, Quebec, well, whatever it is, Canada is getting an elimination chamber. 
Who's from fucking Canada? Kevin oh, Zane? Kevin. Goddamn, Kevin Owens is seven years. So, it's going to work out fucking perfectly. You tell the story of Kevin versus Roman in this big ass place named Kanata, and this thing happens, and you're like, oh my god, this thing happened right here. This thing happened right here. You know how many people would lose their fucking mind? Like, you know how many people would lose their fucking mind. Everyone. It would be be in the same vein of fucking Drew. Yes, it's gonna be so, like, even if Kevin loses, which he probably will, Kevin's gonna lose, but you're going to see Kevin and Sammy start to reunite, and you're like, oh my god, this is so good, and everybody is going to fucking lose their shit, and it's gonna be a moment in time where everybody's just crying. Like, even, even the fucking people who hate them will cry, because it's like, oh my god, it happened! It happened! Basically, yeah. So, like, yeah, everybody that's wanting to jump, oh, let's do the Royal Rumble, is really dumb, because give them the biggest spot ever in their hometown and you do it and then you finally reunite them perfect like it's fucking perfect in Canada nonetheless like it's it's fucking perfect it's just, like it's like it's perfect and then like you go right into Wrestlemania where they take on the Usos it's literally like it's literally all writing itself like there's yeah. no like there's no bad flaws there. And I know people are like, well, who does Roman face at Rumble? I said it before and I will say it again. Let him face Sheamus. We've never had him face Sheamus. Sheamus and him should fight at Royal Rumble. It's a match where people are gonna be like, Holy fuck, I didn't know I needed that. And people will literally fucking melt because that match will be so good. Like, just let it happen, and then we go to the Kevin versus Roman match, and that's where we get the big turn, and we get everything that happens after that. It's fucking fine. Just, like, don't jump the gun so fast. You guys, like, really just go, oh, what's gonna happen here? It's like, no, don't jump the gun so fast. I'm down for all that. Yeah, because it's like perfect. Like it's like it's made out perfectly for everybody to just be like, oh well, everything works. We work. We go to the main event. It's it's great. Perfect. Yes. So, question for you. Okay. Who do you want to see Roman face at WrestleMania? Oh, at WrestleMania, um, Cody. You don't want him to face The Rock? Because, like, they keep teasing it, so I'm not sure that's going to happen. That's the dream right there. So mm-hmm. if, if not The Rock, then Cody. Well, I said, why not? I, I said multiple times on here, like, I want him to face The Rock, so. Okay, but why not both? Why can't you have both things? You know what? You can't have both things. One on Saturday, one on Sunday. Exactly, because they're two different nights. You can have both things happen. 
and that will work out. Yes, yes. So, yeah, there you go. My answer is both then because literally both names I really wanted. Yes, and you can have both things happen and you can also have the tag team titles finally get taken off the Usos after they had it for over the maximum limit of days by Sammy and Kevin which we have already pitched a million times and we finally get it at Wrestlemania and it'll be like a big moment do you finally take the title off of Roman too though yes okay like to be honest like there's no way in hell that you don't leave Wrestlemania at the end of Wrestlemania if Roman still has those titles we have a huge problem yes it's literally time to take the titles off yeah. Because it's building up to the big peak. WrestleMania. 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 The biggest spectacle. It's WrestleMania. You have to. You have to take the titles off. If you don't, it makes no sense. Like, all of this would just be for nothing. Like, nothing nothing would gain here. And obviously, it would be more Cody than Rock, right? I'm not necessarily. It could be evil, like it could be evil one. Okay. It could be evil one. Like it doesn't matter. Like I'm not going. Oh well, I want Cody to take the title off of this person, or I want the Rock. It doesn't matter because, like, honestly, it could be both. Like they both could take the title off. And I know you're like, what? How? There's two titles. They're not one. They're yeah. two different titles. So you never know. It could be both. I totally understand you. <laughs> yes. When you said it, so. So, like, that's a that's a huge thing to do. Like, you never know, like, what can happen. So, like, I'm leaning towards Roman losing both titles. If he doesn't, like I said, it would really be, it would really fuck me up because it'd be like, the fuck, like, how did he just not lose both titles? But I'm banking on him losing both titles. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the end of the show. You got anything to say? No, sir. Okay. 